I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Marrow. One of the reasons I fell in love with Pokemon as a series was the sense of mystery. Pokemon was like nothing I'd experienced before, and when I was playing Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy in the late 90s, I didn't have all the answers. I wasn't very internet literate, and this wasn't something my parents' generation were interested in. So the information I got was made from playground rumours and my own investigations. Combined with that, the rumours and mysteries which did end up being true, Mew, Missing No, and so on, and it was very easy to believe that there was a whole other world on the other side of my Game Boy's dot matrix screen, with so much more for me to discover. I didn't get that feeling again until Dark Souls and Monster Hunter many years later. Back in the day, the peak of these rumours were the Pokegods. Pokegods were super powerful, super secret Pokemon beyond the original 150. There's Mew, sure, and Missing No. You can also get Mew 3. You can catch the Rainbow Bird from the first episode of the anime. You can find an egg to hatch Togepi. And, of course, you can evolve your Pikachu into the water type Pokemon, Pika Blue. We'd all seen pictures of Pika Blue in magazines or on websites, and we knew that it was an official Pokemon. But we knew nothing about a sequel game, so surely it had to be right there in our Pokemon Red and Blue versions. Of course, Pika Blue was really Meryl. In the cold light of day, other than being vaguely a mouse, Meryl doesn't look much like a Pikachu at all. It's round and bubbly, clearly just a combination of bubbles or maybe beach balls and flotation devices, and the Mickey Mouse image of a mouse. As a cute elemental mouse with an evolution which is still kind of cute, it does fill a very Pikachu-like role in the Pokedex, but Marl is its own mod. The name Marl comes from the Japanese word Marui, which means round. The Pokedex entries are all very biological, and only really give us a few different facts with some variety in the wording. Gold tells us, the tip of its tail, which contains oil that is lighter than water, lets it swim without drowning. Pokemon Ruby expands, telling us, Meryl's oil-filled tail acts much like a life preserver. If you see just its tail bobbing on the water's surface, it's a sure indication that this Pokemon is diving beneath the water to feed on aquatic plants. And Pokemon Sapphire tells us, when fishing for food at the edge of a fast-running stream, Meryl wraps its tail around the trunk of a tree. This Pokémon's tail is flexible and configured to stretch. And Emerald tells us the other fact. Its body is covered with water-repellent fur. Because of the fur, it can swim through water at high speed without being slowed by the water's resistance. After all the rumors and speculation, we finally saw Meryl in the Pikachu's vacation short, which preceded the first Pokemon movie. He's a member of a slightly mean gang of Pokemon, who bully Pikachu and Pals, but eventually come around and become their friends. I mostly remember Cubone from this gang, though. This animation was when I first identified with it, and what led to me eventually deciding it was my favourite Pokemon. Meryl's Pikachu's vacation appearance didn't quite put an end to the rumours, though. In an initial batch of tie-in Topps trading card, it was listed as Pikablue by mistake. 
Someone at Tops presumably went online to get their facts, rather than checking official Nintendo documents. Maril later joined the main series of the anime, when Tracy acquired one, in the same episode in which we met the Crystal Onyx, another often rumoured, but really unobtainable, Pokegod. While evolving Pikachu into Pikablu, involved beating the Elite Four 100 times and then finding a Miststone under the truck by the SSN, Maril only needs to reach level 18 to evolve into Azumarill. Azumarill? Azumarill? Azumarill really is a Raichu to Maril's Pikachu. It's taller and a little more serious looking, but still very cute. The white and blue pattern on the belly delightfully resembles a bubble bath. The longer ears make it resemble a rabbit rather than a mouse. The name Azumarill just adds Azure, a shade of blue, to Maril's name. Similarly to Maril, Azumarill's Pokedex entries are all very biological. Also similarly to Maril's, everything you can learn from its Pokedex entries was in the original Gen 2 Pokedex. Gold tells us, By keeping still and listening intently, it can tell what is in even wild, fast-moving rivers. And Silver tells us, When it plays in water, it rolls up its elongated ears to prevent their insides from getting wet. And finally, Pokemon Crystal said, The bubble-like pattern on its stomach helps it camouflage itself when it's in the water. Further Pokedex entries merely reword these same facts. Azumarill has an odd history on the competitive scene. It was only mediocre when it was first introduced, but a series of small changes slowly culminated in it being pretty decent. First it gained new moves, then an ability, then it became especially useful in Generation 5's weather-dominated metagame. And finally, in Generation 6, it gained a fairy typing, and became a legitimately top-tier threat. The first step in Azumarill's Ascendance was expanding its move pool, which became possible when, like Pikachu, Maril gained a pre-evolution one generation later. By breeding Maril or Azumarill while holding a C in sets, you can get Azuril. Azuril was revealed as part of our first glimpse at a third generation. This was probably the last time a new Pokemon generation didn't feel like an inevitability, and I remember scouring the internet at painfully slow dial-up speeds to find images. Along with Why Not, Azuril ended up being one of only two Gen 3 Pokemon connected to a Pokemon from a previous generation. Azuril was a pure normal type when initially introduced, and although it has now gained the fairy typing as well, it's still pretty weak. Baby Pokemon, innit? Azuril's Pokedex entries mostly talk about its tail, by turns making it sound like Thor's hammer or a camel's hump. Pokemon Ruby told us, Azuril spins its tail as if it were a lasso, then hurls it far. The momentum of the throw sends its body flying too. Using this unique action, one of these Pokémon managed to hurl itself a record 33 feet. And Pokémon Sapphire tells us, Azuril's tail is large and bouncy. It is packed full of the nutrients this Pokémon needs to grow. Azuril can be seen bouncing and playing on its big rubbery tail. Much like Mew, Maril was a Pokémon I went through a brief period of imagining as my partner Pokémon, so I could feel like Ash. It no longer counts among my favourites, 
but for reminding me of the times when Pokemon was something so new and mysterious. It will always have a place in my heart. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help me be able to keep hosting them online, please consider supporting this show at patreon.com slash lukelovespkmn. Just a dollar a month is a big help, and in return, you can listen to episodes a week early. You can also help me out by spreading the word among fellow Pokemon fans, or by getting in contact and having your say about upcoming monsters. The next two episodes will be about Sudowodo and Hopip. I'd love to hear from you about those or any monster, so please get in touch on Twitter or Facebook at LukeLovesPKMN. I love Pika Blue, and remember, I love you too.